Welcome to episode 23 of Crime Time for Monday, July 9th on FayObserver.com. Featuring Fayetteville Observer Police and Crime Reporter Nancy McCleary. I'm Sonny Jones. On the podcast, we'll look at issues involving crime, courts, and public safety, highlighting stories in the news. And a reminder, anyone we discuss who has been charged with a crime is presumed innocent until found guilty in a court of law. Let's get started. Uh huh. I need the police. My boyfriend trying to kill me. Okay, what's going on? I've been stabbed. That's Stephanie Williams on a 911 call on Tuesday, July 3rd. The 34-year-old Fayetteville woman was calling from her bed in her home in Treetop Garden Apartments. Her boyfriend, Lemuel Bunn of Roanoke Rapids, was suspected of the stabbing and was still in the house. How did he hold you? Well, he basically had the knife at me and I couldn't move uh, the whole night. Okay. And I was scared to move. Fayetteville police and emergency personnel were on the way. He just walked through the door and said he's going to kill me and him. Pardon me? He said he's going to kill me and him. Okay. About 15 to 18 minutes into the call, officers could be heard knocking at the door, but Bunn would not answer. Finally, officers stormed in, found Bunn standing over Williams, who lay bleeding in the bed. An officer fired his weapon. Can you tell me what's going on? Yeah, I'm in the bed. Get in there, Lemuel Bunn had been shot. Both Bunn and Williams were taken to the hospital. Nancy McCleary is here to bring us more on the case. First, Nancy, what happened to Bunn and Williams? Well, Lemuel Bunn, he died of um, he died after of injuries after the shooting. Stephanie Williams continues to recover, and at last report, she was in good condition, as was her unborn child. Well, glad she is doing better. What about the officer who fired his weapon? Sergeant Charles Cochran has been placed on administrative duty while the State Bureau of Investigation looks into it, as well as the Department's Internal Affairs, um, and that is standard procedure in cases like this. Cochran has been with the police department since 2003 and is assigned to the Cross Creek District. Now, what do we know about uh, Lemuel Bond, the suspect who allegedly stabbed Williams and, and who later died in the shooting? According to state prison records, Bunn was convicted in 1994 of felony breaking and entering and larceny and was sentenced to a maximum of 10 years in prison. He was convicted again in 1998 of being a felon in possession of a firearm and also has been convicted of drug crimes. That's a good overview of what happened, some of the information about the people involved, and, and a sense of the emotion from that 911 call as things played out on that morning, and it gives you a, an idea of the, the decisions officers have to make and that, that split-second decision that they, uh, they face every day. We've talked about it before, and this was one of those instances. Yes, it was. We played a few clips from that call from Stephanie Williams that she made to 911. You can listen to the entire 22 minutes of the 911 call on our website, fayobserver.com. A link to the clip is available on the Crime Time podcast page for this episode. 
Our next story is about a credit card scam and arrest of two New York men. What's up with this one? Well, Jonathan Josiah Holmes of Brooklyn and Moses Peter Jollifier of the Bronx were charged Friday, July 6th, with possession of financial financial transaction card forgery devices, receiving encoded information, and conspiracy. All right. Well, tell us, what's the scheme here? Well, Fayetteville police were called to the Red Roof Inn on Cedar Creek Road after receiving a report that the the men had used a clone transaction card to pay their room bill of $63.33, according to arrest documents in the Cumberland County Magistrate's Office. The card belonged to a man who who told police that his bank had contacted him about the transaction. And the man said that he had his card in his pocket, according to these uh, arrest documents. The man said he did not know either Holmes or Jolifer and had not authorized the use of the car. Police then obtained a search warrant for the motel room and the rental vehicle that the two were using, and they found 21 credit and gift cards, 63 cartons, and 104 individual packs of cigarettes and receipts for the purchases. They also seized a card-scanning device from Jolifer, along with nine Visa cards found in his pants pocket. You know, Nancy, we we hear about this type of case from time to time around here, but this was a fairly good-sized operation for these two men who have been charged. Have have credit card scams been a problem in Cumberland County? It's become a real, really big problem. Um, Nearly every day when I'm at the magistrate's office, I see someone has been charged with stealing a credit or a debit card, using it to purchase items. People need to understand that the card theft is a felony, as is using it to purchase items. When you do that, it's called obtaining property by false pretense. And the law takes a dim view of that kind of action as well as anything else, like the card theft. And and people need to be careful uh, with their credit cards and debit cards and, and that kind of stuff out there in public. Anything that you can do to keep your cards safe and the numbers safe, do it oh yeah because all all it takes is one time and <laughs> and and you may not be held liable for the charges and 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 everything may be, but dealing with the issue exactly. and trying to fix everything is just a nightmare it's one of the i don't want to use the word downside but i can't think of a better one uh of, of the technology well, Te- technology te- is great but it can uh, it, it can, can it can not so great sometimes Well, you know, Nancy, you're taught as a child to work hard, stick to a project, don't give up. Isn't that right? Weren't you taught that? uh, Indeed, I was. Well, keep trying. That might not be such good advice for criminal activity, at least based on our next story. What you got? Well, according to Fayetteville Police, Preston Lee spent four hours on How long? (laughs) Four hours hours okay. h-o-u-r-s and he was doing um well that was on tuesday july 3rd and he was seen trying to break into an atm at a bank he spent four hours trying to break into wow. the atm at the bank nobody noticed like hey, well, what's that guy doing well apparently they saw the surveillance video and then on July the 5th, 
which I believe would be Thursday, a bank employee happened to look out and see a man who looked like him, and he was wearing the exact same clothes that he was wearing on the bank surveillance video. Wow. Yep, yep. Not not a not a. So what's our lesson there? Uh, Change clothes. It's a wardrobe malfunction. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Anyway, so what happened here? Well, what happened was that they um, they arrested him. Um, they arrested Mr. Lee for trying to break into that machine at the Capitol Bank on Ramsey Street. Um, he was charged with breaking and entering an attempted larceny. Of course, we, we do have to know, did he succeed in getting anything for his hours of work? Well, n- no. Other than arrested, I guess. Well, well good point. Good point. But there were, there was about five thousand dollars in checks and so forth inside of the ATM deposit box, but he couldn't get to those. He also was charged with breaking into Cumberland County IT Solutions on Ramsey Street. He's accused of taking three shovels. Hmm. Guess that was to dig himself out of the hole he now finds himself in. Oh man, I tell you, you're on fire <laughs> on this episode, aren't you? Woo-hoo. Yeah. Well played on that story, yeah. Four hours trying to break into the ATM. Yeah. Well, let's move on. You know, in the movie Forrest Gump, you know what the famous line was? It's a box of chocolates. Well, in our story here, it's about a box of rocks and a new iPhone. What's the deal? It's just what you said, Sonny. Two men are accused of offering new iPhones for sale and then giving the unsuspecting customer a box of rocks, the Rayford Police Department said. Kaliel Roberson of Maxton and Angelo Bethea of Laurenburg have been charged with obtaining property by false pretense, conspiracy, attempting to obtain property by false pretense, and misdemeanor possession of marijuana, according to the police. So how did their plan work? How do you think you're getting an iPhone and you get a box of rocks? Robertson and Bethay had posted an ad to OfferUp, which is an online marketplace for local transactions similar to um, Craigslist. Um, and they were offering on their new Apple iPhones for $400, Major Kelvin Crumpler said. Now, the boxes were wrapped in plastic so that it appeared that they were brand new and like cellophane. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would meet the victims in different places and collect money from the buyer who would later discover that the box was filled with rocks, Crumpler wow. said. Yep. Um, one, one victim who met the men at McDonald's on the U.S. 401 bypass quickly created a fake profile online and responded to the men that she would like to buy another phone. So she arranged to meet Robertson and Bethay at the Highway 55 Burger Shakes and Fries off the U.S. 401 bypass. When he showed up, I'm sorry, when when they showed up, officers who were on the scene arrested them, Crumpler said. Have they got rocks in their heads? They must have. They must have. <laughs> Gee whiz. Well, no, they don't. They have them in the iPhone boxes. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. It, but it does show, it, it's, it's one of those things, and we hear this warning all the time, if something sounds too good to be true, 
it yeah. usually is. I mean, I, I don't know how I, much I don't in, buy a lot of uh, phones very yeah. often, but if, if you see a brand new iPhone for four hundred dollars and they're going to come deliver it to you and I guess a tr- cash transaction. That, that, should, be, that should spark like, hmm. Well, it should, and you should shake the box first just to, yeah, you know. Or to open it up. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about this one. You know, a Sampson County woman is accused of stabbing another woman to death after an argument between them escalated, it says the Sampson County Sheriff's Office. Uh, tell us more about this argument. Well, deputies received a report about 3.30 p.m. Saturday, July 7th, that someone had had been stabbed at a residence on the 11,000 block of Old Mintz Highway near Garland. They arrived, when deputies arrived, they discovered 29-year-old Shakira Yates with a stab wound, and despite efforts to try and help her, Yates died at the scene. Christine Crenshaw is charged with murder. Now, both women were living in that residence, according to the sheriff's office. Do you know, uh, I mean, what happened? How, how did this come about where uh, a woman got stabbed to death? Well, all the sheriff's office was saying today, um, Monday, July the 9th, was that um, it began as a verbal argument between the women, and it's not known what they were arguing about or what happened to make it, you know, turn so violent. We, we, we see this this type of stuff really too often is is people will be arguing about something and i I don't know what you're arguing about but whether it's a knife or a gun or whatever or a fist fight and someone winds up getting really really hurt or or killed and how whatever the argument is it it is hard to imagine that it turns into that but it does We, we see it quite often unfortunately true well, let's turn to the crime blotter. You know, it's amazing what people will steal. A man living on Collier's Chapel Church Road in Linden contacted the Cumberland County Sheriff's Office Saturday morning and reported that someone had broken into a building on his property. After uh, causing about $100 damage getting in, what did they make off with? They made off with a case of Colt 45 beer. Woohoo. Well, Hey. There you go. That's it. That, that sounds good. To that. that is a good story there. And uh, so, uh, you know, nice way to spend the weekend, I guess. Sure, sure. Right. Well, that's it for Episode 23 of Crime Time for Monday, July 9th. We welcome your comments and suggestions for Crime Time. You can reach me, Nancy McCleary, by email at nmccleary, that's M-C-C-L-E-A-R-Y, at fayobserver.com or on Twitter at F-O underscore McCleary. And you can reach me, Sonny Jones, by email at sjones at fayobserver.com or on Twitter at F-O Sonny Jones. We'd love to hear from you. Again, thank you, Nancy, for your time, and thank you so much for listening. Hope you'll tune in next time for the next edition of Crime Time.